Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us for the Sunday service in the sharing of God's Word. We're here to study and learn and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. One thing I know for sure is that there is our way and there is God's way. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for this opportunity to fellowship together, to share, to learn, to grow, uh, to abide in your presence with your spirit present amongst us. Father, we thank you for the many gifts that you have given us from waking us to caring for us to allowing us to engage with others in in praising and worshiping you we thank you for the for the sound minds to seek your word and your wisdom and your discernment and looking to apply it to our daily lives we thank you for courage that helps us as we traverse through the challenges of life, of which there are many, yet having faith and knowing that you are God, you are Lord, you are above all, and care for us immensely. God, we just thank you. We take this opportunity to to simply thank you for all that you are, for all that you have been, and all that you will be in our lives, on our journey. This we ask and pray in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk today about a topic that we're probably all very familiar with. And it's basically talking about when when times get tough, when we're facing the impossible. And I'm going to take us through scriptural references to encourage, hopefully inspire, um, but to help you in in your in your walk in your journey, in the challenges that you're facing, uh, the the main text is going to come from Philippians, uh, verses one through six, and in this it's it's Paul and Timothy and they're they're they've written a letter to the church at that time of Philippi and they're speaking to them, and in verse one it goes, we Paul and Timothy are writing this letter, we serve Jesus, we serve Christ Jesus. We are sending this letter to you, all of God's people in Philippi. You belong to Christ Jesus. We are also sending this letter to your leaders and deacons. May God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. I am happy because you have joined me in spreading the good news. You have done so from the first day until now. I am sure that the one who began a good work in you will carry it out, carry it on until it is completed. Again, I am sure that the one who began a good work in you will carry it on until it is completed. 
that will be on the day Christ Jesus returns. That last verse is the key, I'm sure, of the one who started, who began a good work, will carry it out, will continue on with it. So, my brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you, family, don't quit, finish strong. When the verse talks about the works, and in, 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 your, in your life, you could be asking, what, what do you say when it gets tough, when you feel like giving up, when it, when it, it appears impossible, when, it, when it's overwhelmingly challenging? And then you begin to wrestle with feelings of discontentment, uh, discouragement, and even some of you may even be feeling defeated today. You've tried you've done all that you know to do and and you just feel like it's not happening it's not working and there's nothing's ever good enough and and that 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 it's a real feeling and and a number of people experience that things you you had hoped would have transpired or come to pass uh expected to have occurred haven't so I encourage you to stay the course. You're not alone. And that is a, a familiar path uh, for God's people. And I'm going to speak to that scripturally as we go on. But first I want to talk about, and he began a good work, the one who began a good work. Good, pleasant, joyful, agreeable, gratifies, gives moral satisfaction, noble, honorable, admirable, worthy of value. Good. Works. An act, a doing, energy, a deed, working labor that produces. So if you look at those two combined, a good works as the definition, the very core definition of he who began a good work, something that was joyful, the, the energy, a deed that you're working towards, it, that it has a moral satisfaction to it, it is honorable. It is undeniable, it is a statement of fact, that he will finish that good work. The first point I want to make is it's not about the race. It's not about the race. Uh, in, in Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, it says, here's something else I have seen on this earth. Races aren't always won by those who run fast. Battles aren't always won by those who are strong. Wise people don't always have plenty of food. Clever people aren't always wealthy. Those who have learned a lot aren't always favored. God controls the timing of every event. He also controls how things turn out. So that, 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 that spells it out. Just because you may be the fastest doesn't mean you're going to win the race. You may be the wealthiest, but that doesn't mean that, or you, or you may be the most clever, but that doesn't mean that you are automatically going to be wealthy. And the strong don't always win every battle. It, it is not a foregone conclusion that just because somebody has or possesses a certain characteristic trait, that they will be deemed the winner. 
God controls the timing of every event. He also controls how things turn out. So, you, so you're saying to yourself, but, but life was supposed to be like, as we say this to ourselves, says who? Un unless you heard it from the voice of God. Right? We can come up with our own expectations, but that is a recipe. That is a pathway to disappointment. There's lots of erroneous thinking in, in, in life that it's some sort of competition to, to see who he can get the most and, and have the most and, and get it the quickest and, and, and for the longest. Wrong. It's not life. In a, in a world filled with social media falsehoods, it, it is the unfulfilled who post seeking, trying to become fulfilled, the wicked who, who boast. Right, the self-promoting, seeking attention. Um, they, they want others to envy them. It is an insatiable appetite that some have that can never be sustained. They will never be fulfilled. Don't fall for that or believe that hype. Many people who are posting, they're hurting like you are. They are downtrodden. They are seeking affirmation and validation. They're putting their best face facade forward trying to pretend to cover up the pain, to cover up the very challenges that you're facing and dealing with. But they want to make it look like they're not, and somehow thinking that that's going to make them feel better. That's an unfulfilling, worthless effort, futile. It will never be fulfilling. The difference here for those who are walking with Christ. The difference is where you seek the source of your life. Again, I just talked about those that are seeking it on social media. But in John 10 and 10, it says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. This is in the Amplified. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So we need to be careful to guard our hearts and minds to prevent the enemy from distracting us, from getting us off course, chasing those things that are not going to be fulfilling. When we're feeling downward, we're not going to placate ourselves. We certainly won't satiate ourselves in something that is not of Christ, that is not what God intended. It is not the path that, that he wants us to go. Our, our emotions and feelings are prime targets to the enemy, especially when we're feeling down and defeated, especially when we're, when we're not feeling like we're making the progress we had hoped to make. There, there's where the attacks come in. That's where the enemy seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. So you've been chosen, selected, predestined. You're supposed to be accomplishing something that God had set you out to do, and it's not happening in the way, in the manner that you thought, or at the timing that you thought it would. And so now here comes the attack of the enemy, and he starts trying to tell you, well, you're not all that, or it's not going to happen, or you're forsaken, or lie to you in any possible way to get you off course. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for that. That is a trick of the enemy. God has said, I want you to have life and enjoy it, have it in abundance till it overflows. So that, that wisdom and discernment are, the, are, are key and they're effective weapons against the ploys of the enemy, the, the attacks to, to distract us and influence us especially in times of challenge, especially when we are not feeling 100%. In Proverbs 9 and 10, in the NRIV version, if you really want to become wise, you must begin 
by having respect for the Lord. To know the Holy One is to gain understanding. So when we're looking for what should I do? Wisdom, discernment. How should I approach this? How should I handle this? How can I make it through this? How can I uh, uh, subdue, render uh, uh, ineffective the attack of the enemy when I'm feeling drained, when my energy is low, when I'm, when I'm wisdom. You become wise by having respect for the Lord. In Proverbs 1 and 7, in the Amplified, it says, the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning and the principle and choice part of knowledge. It, 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 it's starting point and its essence. It's starting point and its essence. That's where we begin with that worshipful fear. That fear is that reverence, not that fear that something's going to you go. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, you have this massive, it is awesome. It, it, it can be so, it can almost cause you fear. The Grand Canyon isn't going to get up and hurt you or attack you. But there's this awesomeness. Whether you're in a plane or you've seen something that is just almost hard to describe in words, that, that reverence, that worshipful fear, that awesome, that, that just words can barely describe. That's what we're talking about. That, that's the starting point where your, your, your wisdom begins there, the creator, where I began. And this, this passage goes on to say, but fools despise skillful and godly wisdom, instruction, and discipline. Don't be a fool. Don't be fooled. Do not let the enemy say, well, this is hogwash. This is just uh, something that's make-believe, something that's made up, something that man created. Don't be fooled. Don't listen to that. That is a dead-end road that is very painful. That is a trick of the enemy to send you someplace you don't want to go. Wisdom begins the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord. That's where we begin know this, you're going to, if you're choosing to walk with Christ, if you're choosing to live an upright life, if you're choosing to try to do the right thing, to have some moral values, principles, to have compassion and empathy, to care about your fellow man, you're going to encounter challenges, struggles, trials. It's going to happen, right? So how do you manage that, James? one two and three it says consider it and this is from the nrv consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds consider it pure joy in another uh, uh, version it says count it count add up gather pure joy why because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance so those attacks are actually making you stronger. Those challenges are actually uh, 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 reinforcing your faith, your strength, your belief, your perseverance, your commitment. The, the, those, those attacks are, are creating a stronger, more capable version of you. Well, it ain't fun. No, no, nobody ever, ever, ever said it was. Not sure where, maybe in grade school, Sesame Street, life is not meant to be fun from start to finish. There are going to be some bumps in the road and some potholes and some crashes and accidents and all sorts of things that are going to occur. Trials are going to happen. 
but it's the faith that we have that helps us to get through those when, not if, they occur that guides us to, to, to that life. The second part is trust God's timing. Timing, very key. Again, Scripture to back it up in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. There is a time for everything. There is a time for everything that is done on earth. There is a time to be born. There is a time to die. There is a time to plant, and there is a time to pull up what is planted. There is a time to kill, and there is a time to heal. There is a time to tear down, and there is a time to build up. There is a time to cry, and there is a time to laugh. There is a time to be sad, and there is a time to dance. There is a time to scatter stones, and there is a time to gather them. There is a time to hug, and there is a time not to hug. There is a time to search. And there is a time to stop searching. There is a time to keep, and there is a time to throw away. There is a time to tear, and there is a time to mend. There is a time to be silent, and there is a time to speak. There is a time to love, and there is a time to hate. There is a time for war, and there is a time for peace. I, I, I can't think of a scripture that lays it out there so specifically in the events of life. People are going to come and go in our life. We're going to lose loved ones. We're going to have birth of new and get new family through marriage, through relationships. There's, there's times for celebration, but there's going to be time for sadness. There is a time for everything, everything under the sun, right? Life has seasons. Depending on where you live, that may be a few days, like in Florida, <laughs> or it may be a, a, a good cross mix of seasons in the Midwest, right? Right? But they don't stay. The seasons change. No season lasts forever. So you're, you're going to have pain, but you will also experience joy. You're going to be sad, but you will also experience happiness. You will have turmoil and trials, but you will also have peace. You may even experience lack, but you will also enjoy abundance, either in this life or the next, possibly both. It's hard. I know it is. I, I, I experience it firsthand on, on many accords, on many accounts, starting this ministry. I, I turned my back on everything that I had built in the secular realm and listened to God's calling, finally, after many years, of this is what he wants me to do, in total faith, in total belief. And you, if you think for one second this has been easy, think again. This has been one of the most challenging, difficult seasons in my life. What I'm facing from an adversity standpoint is is unthinkable it, it's it's hard to describe in words so i'm i'm not just speaking this to you and 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 just it would be good enough quoting scripture i'm living it because i'm choosing to walk with christ i'm choosing to follow the leading and the calling that he has placed on my life i'm counting it all joy whether that abundance comes in this life or or the or the next i'm fine with that i'm going to do what i 
have set out to do, what God has predestined, the work that he began in me. I'm going to do my part to, to see it through to completion. So, so how do you know what time it is, right? We just talked about there's a time for everything. In, in Isaiah 48 and 17, this is from the NIRV. The Lord is the Holy One of Israel. He sets his people free. He says to them, I am the Lord your God. I teach you what is best for you. I direct you in the way you should go. So how do I know what time it is? I seek God for my timing. I seek God, his direction, his discernment, that reverence, that beginning place of wisdom that it spoke to earlier. And, and most importantly, and the, and the third point I want to make here is know where your help comes from, because this is not an easy walk, but it's possible. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is for those whose hearts are for God, whose, whose hearts are, are contrite and broken, knowing their own sinful nature, and, and, and thankful for a loving, caring God who saved them in spite of themselves. Know where your help comes from in Psalms 121 and 8. Verse 1, I look up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He won't let your foot slip. He watches over you, won't get tired. He who watches over you won't get tired. In fact, he who watches over Israel won't get tired or go to sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is like a shade tree at your right hand. The sun won't harm you during the day. The moon won't harm you during the night. The Lord will keep you from every kind of harm. He will watch over you. The Lord will watch over your life no matter where you go, both now and and forever. So talking about not allowing your, your foot to be, it will not slip, it will, be, it will not be moved. It's, it's like the, the, the tree planted by the, by the water. And, and it's interesting, it talks about how the, the, he, he will provide shade to your right hand in the Amplified, it expands it, the, 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 the side not carrying the shield, which is a reminder that we need to carry God's word with us. We need to carry his protections, his truth. We need to have the full armor on right? Not run out there unprotected, but, but, but God is adorning us with what we need, the protection that we need, when we need it, where we need it, as we're carrying out his mission and his purpose for our lives. In, in, in the Amplified Bible in Philippians 1 and 6, it says, I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it into full completion in you. That, that, that it's going to happen. God will finish what he began. It will come to pass. You must trust and believe. Faith is taking that next step in spite of, despite, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how challenging, how impossible. If you know 
in your relationship, and that's why it's important beginning with that, that seeking that wisdom to develop that relationship. If you know in that relationship that you have developed with God, that this is what he has selected, chosen, asked you to do, you have to know that it will come to pass, come to pass. You, 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 you've got to know that you know that you know. It's that faith. God delights in our faith when we have that, that when I'm going to take that step out there when I, I, I don't know if it's a cliff. I don't know where my foot's going to land, but I know that my Father in heaven protects me. He's looking after me. This is a form of worship. In Isaiah 46, 3 and 4, the uh, New International Reader's Version, the Lord says, family of Jacob, listen to me. Pay attention, you people of Israel who are left alive. I have taken good care of you since your life began. I have carried you since you were born as a nation. I will continue to carry you even when you were old. I will take good care of you even when your hair is gray. I have made you, and I will carry you. I will take care of you, and I will save you. I am the Lord. If, if we can take anything away from that, is that we know that we have God's promise, his word, he's a man, he's not a man, he cannot lie, that he will take care of us. That if we're doing his purpose for our lives, his mission, what he has predestined us to do, what he has called us to do, the work that he began, and, and understand the key point there is he began that work, not you, not me. He began that work. So if it's the work that God began in us, he's going to finish it. He's going to complete it. He has our back. He also has our front, our sides, top, bottom. He, he's, he has us surrounded and protected. What he started He's going to finish. How? That's none of your business. How God is going to accomplish what he's going to accomplish in my life is none of my business. I just know that I know that I know that his word says he will finish what he started. He started it in me. He will finish it in me. And sometimes in our conversations, I have to speak that respectfully. You called me to do this. You began this work in me. This is what you asked, wanted, called me to do. So I, I, I fully expect that you will provide, that you will make a way, that you will clear the path, you, that you will give me the strength, the knowledge, the wisdom, everything I need to accomplish this. And he's, and he's going to continue to do that. And it says early, early until Jesus comes back. So it's not, there's no finish line per se. There's no ending to it. It is a continual evolutionary process. So we have to focus on the how, none of our business. We focus on the what God started in us, who he started us, and let him take care of it, no matter. But, but, but I don't see, I, I'm not, pay attention to none of that. Focus on what God started in you. Remain fully committed. Even if you should perish in your physical 
body, you still win. God created you. He put the gifts in you. What inspires you? Your godly hopes, desires, dreams? He imparted those in you. What you're good at, skilled at, what you thrive at, he put there. Why would he not manifest that thing that he started in you? What, what, what sense would it make for, for him not to bring that to pass? You're being faithful and walking in your walk with Christ and what he began and what you're supposed to do. So it is by faith, even when it looks the bleakest, by faith is what carries us through the challenges that we're counting as all joy to completing that work in us. And sometimes that even involves being a living sacrifice. God, I'm sacrificing my life as a form of worship to you. You gave your only begotten son. I could never give anything even remotely close based on what your son went through, the sacrifice but I'm willing to take this life, this gift of a life that you've given me and use it for your good. Use it so you can bring to completion what you started. Know and trust that God will finish in you what he started. It starts and ends with your having the heart to serve him, to do his will, in your life. Father God, we, we come before you humbly, thanking you for yet another opportunity to share of your word, to learn, to abide in your presence, and to, to grow spiritually in a way that you would have us to. Father, to, to equip and arm ourselves for this battle one that we're in and the future ones that we will face god i pray that this word your word penetrates hardened hearts i pray that it uplifts the downtrodden and encourages them and gives them hope and reinvigorates and inspires them and, and builds the confidence in your people that what you began in them you will finish that whatever it is that you have placed upon them to accomplish you will make it happen there is no question about that when is up to you how is up to you but if your people that are walking with Christ that are yours follow your wisdom your discernment your lead your guidance with an open heart and an open mind that count the trials and challenges as joys, as an honor to be in your army, to, to move forward. God, I pray that you give them a hope, a sign, a sense of fulfillment and contentment. Bless them, Father. Bless their lives and enrich their lives and, and make them prosperous and at peace as they go about accomplishing what you have set for them to accomplish. And God, for those who don't know you, I pray that they pray this prayer with me, the sinner's prayer, that they may come 
to know you, that they may come in relationship with you. And that prayer is, God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son Jesus gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place and rose again that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. This we all ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. Welcome to your new beginning, the beginning, the first day of the rest of your life. I encourage you to read and study and immerse yourself in God's word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges that you will face, are facing here on earth. Please share this message with others so that it will encourage them in their daily walk with Christ. I also ask that you consider supporting this ministry monetarily through giving. Not just because I asked you, but because you feel God is leading you. He's placed it on your heart to do so. Give as he had prompted so you can help accomplish his works. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support, and I hope you join us again next Sunday. Until then, Go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.